Lord shall keep us and preserve us. Save me, O Lord, for the godly man has failed. Wisdom. The reading is from the Acts of the Apostles. Let us be attentive. In those days, as we apostles were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners much gain by soothsaying. She followed Paul and thus crying, These men are servants of the Most High God who proclaim to you the way of salvation. And this she did for many days, but Paul was annoyed and turned and said to the spirit, I charge you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. But when her owners saw that their hope of gain was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the rulers. And when they had brought them to the magistrates, they said, These men are Jews, and they are disturbing our city. They advocate customs which it is not lawful for us Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in attacking them, and the magistrates tore the garments off them and gave orders to beat them with rods. And when they had inflicted many blows upon them, they threw them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Having received this charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. But at about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's fetters were unfastened. When the jailer woke and saw that the prison doors were open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried with a loud voice, do not harm yourself, for we are all here. And he called for lights and rushed in, and trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas, and brought them out and said, Man, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all that were in his house. And he took them at the same hour of the night and washed their wounds. And he was baptized at once with all his family. Then he brought them up into his house and set food before them. And he rejoiced with all his household that he had believed in God. Peace be to you, the reader.
wisdom arise. Let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with all. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to John. Be attentive. At that time, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man blind from his birth, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, It was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be made manifest in him. We must work the works of him who sent me. While it is day, night comes when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. As he said this, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle and anointed the man's eyes with the clay, saying to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam. So he went and washed and came back seeing. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar said, Is not this the man who used to sit and beg? Some said, It is he. Others said, No, but he is like him. He said, I am the man. They said to him, Then how were your eyes opened? He answered, The man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said to me, Go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, Where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. The Pharisees again asked him how he had received his sight. And he said to them, He put clay on my eyes, and I washed, and I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such signs? There was a division among them, so they again said to the blind man, What do you say about him, since he has opened your eyes? He said, He is a prophet. The Jews did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight and asked them, Is this your son who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind, but how he now sees we do not know nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him, he is of age, he will speak for himself. His parents said this because they feared the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that if anyone should confess him to the Christ, he was to be put out of the synagogue. Therefore his parents said, he is of age, ask him. So for the second time they asked the man who had been blind and said to him, Give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered, Whether he is a sinner I do not know. One thing I know, that though I was blind, now I see. They said to him, What did he do to you? 
How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I have told you already and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples? And they reviled him saying, you are his disciples, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. The man answered, why this is a marvel. You do not know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could not do anything. They answered him, you were born in utter sin and you would teach us and they cast him out. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and having found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and it is he who speaks to you. He said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. Peace be to you who proclaim the gospel. Christ is risen. Good morning to all of you. Sometimes when I play card games with my children, I sometimes feel the cards have been stacked against me. There was one infamous Candyland incident, which I don't want to go into too many details. Some years ago that happened, but... Um, Sometimes things seem unfair. The deck seemed stacked against me. Life, of course, is no game, and the stakes are infinitely higher. But whether we are dealt an easy hand or a tough hand, the goal of winning a crown in his heavenly kingdom remains the same for all of us. The famous French writer and philosopher Voltaire once wrote, each player must accept the cards life deals him or her. But once they are in hand, he or she alone must decide how to play the cards in order to win the game. Today, the church calendar and readings lay before us three examples of people that were dealt very different cards in life. An emperor, an educated Pharisee, and a poor blind man. 
First, the emperor. St. Constantine was born in 272 AD, was the son of a military general and a later junior emperor, Constantius. St. Constantine rarely saw his own father. He was raised a pagan. He served time as a Roman officer and was exposed to levels of brutality unthinkable to us here today. He lived in a world dominated by violence and civil war. St. Constantine lived through the great persecution of Christianity in the early fourth century. After years of civil war and strife, St. Constantine became the sole emperor of the Roman Empire in the year 325. War, strife, and violence. But out of this war, strife, and violence, St. Constantine became the first Christian emperor and changed the course of history. St. Constantine used his position as the sole emperor of the Roman Empire to not only grant religious freedom to the empire, but to even support the church. He called the First Ecumenical Council to try and bring peace to warring factions in the church. He also, with his vast wealth, helped build many churches in Rome, Constantinople, and the Holy Land. Although he was the most powerful person in the entire world at that time, St. Constantine faced opposition and criticism when granting religious freedom to Christians or when he helped the church financially. He was brave enough to make changes to the status quo in order to glorify God. Although he was dealt a strong hand, he played that hand at his own personal risk to support the church. He earned, with God's help, the title in the church equal to the apostles. Our second example today is an educated Pharisee. He wrote that he, quote, advanced in Judaism beyond many among my people of the same age, for I was far more zealous for the traditions of my ancestors. He himself persecuted the church and was once an enemy of it. This man was Saint Paul. When we read from the book of Acts, we hear about him speaking about God before kings, about being imprisoned, and how he went on to travel the empire to bring the good news of the resurrection of Christ to others, both Jews and Gentiles. He used his gifts of knowledge of the Bible and Jewish tradition to bring the gospel to others. He did this at great personal risk, as he describes so beautifully and powerfully in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, quote, imprisonments with countless floggings and often near death. Five times I have received from the Jews the lashes, 40 minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. 
Once I received a stoning. Three times I was shipwrecked. For a night and a day I was adrift at sea. On frequent journeys, in danger from rivers, danger from pandits, danger from my own people, danger from Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brothers and sisters, in toil and hardship. Through many a sleepless night, hungry and thirsty, often without food, cold and naked. And besides other things, I'm under daily pressure because of my anxiety for all the churches. St. Paul was dealt a strong hand. But he could have comfortably remained a rabbi. He could have remained well-respected by his countrymen. He could have continued to be a powerful Jewish leader, a leading Pharisee. But instead, he chose danger, even from his own people, to bring the gospel to others. With his astounding effort and self-sacrifice, St. Paul earned the title Chief of the Apostles. He played his strong hand at great personal risk and became the Chief of the Apostles, beginning the transformation of the Roman Empire that St. Constantine helps complete. Finally, in today's Gospel lesson, we read about our third example. Unlike St. Constantine, who was at the pinnacle of Roman worldly power, unlike St. Paul, who is a leading Pharisee educated at the center of Jewish religious power, we have a third example before us. The example of the man born blind, a beggar. But even worse than that, many people thought he deserved his condition. Some even said, you were born in utter sin. Some wrongly thought his blindness was because of his parents' sin, adding insult to injury. He was on the periphery of society, both economically and religiously. Seemingly, a nobody dealt a weak hand. But what does the gospel tell us today? Christ, who is the light of the world, gave light to the blind man's eyes. Christ healed him. But it doesn't end there. This man, born blind, the former beggar, is brave. He's brave. He tells the Pharisees about Christ healing him. He wasn't afraid. He spoke up. He shared the news of the miracle with others despite criticism. He was brave, he spoke up about Christ, and was cast out of the synagogue. And here we are, 2,000 years later, reading about his witness about Christ and the miracle of his healing. The man born blind was dealt a weak hand, but he played it powerfully. He played it powerfully, and it still helps us today. Jack London once wrote, 
Life is not a matter of holding good cards, but sometimes playing a poor hand well. Brothers and sisters in Christ, today we have three examples before us. They were all dealt different hands. The emperor, the Pharisee, the beggar. St. Constantine the emperor used his position to help the church. St. Paul the Pharisee used his knowledge to convince others of the truth of Christ resurrected from the dead. And finally, we have the beggar, the man born blind, whose witness to Christ, the light of the world, is celebrated even to this day. We all have been dealt different hands. We might look at our neighbor's cards and we may notice that he or she has better cards than we have. Remember what Voltaire once wrote. Each player must accept the cards life deals him or her, but once they are in hand, he or she alone must decide how to play the cards in order to win the game. Whatever we have been dealt in life, we need to play them to win a crown of eternal glory. Whether it's playing a poor hand well or playing a strong hand at our own personal risk, let us all play the cards we've been given in life in order to win, to win a crown of eternal glory in his heavenly kingdom. Amen.